it takes all of us, and it's gonna take all of us blazing this trail. When they open the doors for a rodeo, we enter. You know, we, we've done a lot of silly things that maybe weren't monetarily smart, but I'm gonna be at every single place that's gonna allow us to be there as much as I can, because I'm gonna be on that ground that's, that's breaking it through the door, and it's gonna take all of us girls doing that. You're listening to The Breakaway Breakdown, a bi-weekly podcast featuring breakaway roping's top talents from the professional level down to the amateurs, news, and more. We're going to be covering the fastest sport on dirt. I'm your host, Caitlin Gustav. This episode is brought to you by Equinity. Stay tuned for the commercial break to learn more. If you're a fan of rodeo, if you're a fan of breakaway roping, if you're a fan of women in rodeo, you're not going to want to miss this episode. This is Caitlin Gustav, and today on this episode of the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, you're going to listen to a special panel that came straight from the national finals of rodeo in Las Vegas. This panel was hosted by the editor of the Breakaway Roping Journal and my boss, Chelsea Schaefer. She hosted three phenomenal ladies for a women in rodeo and the future for women in rodeo panel and that is jimmy monroe who is the wpra president sherry Servi, who is a four-time world champion barrel racer and jackie crawford who's a 20-time world champion on this episode you guys are going to listen to everything from breaking ground from what what women are hoping to see in the future what people can do as a whole to help push forward the future for women in rodeo, and so much more. So if you guys missed this panel from Las Vegas, you're going to get the chance to listen to it now. So enjoy, and let us know what you guys think. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Chelsea Schaefer. I'm the editor of the Team Roping Journal, the Breakaway Roping Journal, um, and the host of the SCORE podcast. And the folks at Las Vegas Events asked us to get together today to do this panel on women in rodeo and the future of women in rodeo. So I am, you know, on Tuesday we did uh, Legends of Rodeo and I wasn't really too intimidated by the guys we had up here on stage, but I'm a little intimidated by by you three. So you have to bear with me if I'm a little nervous. Um, We have Jimmy Monroe, who is the president of the WPRA, uh, a Hall of Famer in every Hall of Fame that there is with, with, with Sport of Rodeo. Uh, Sherry Servi, who needs no introduction, and Jackie Crawford, who is a 20-time world champion. 20, I got my number right. Uh, we have to change it every year, so it gets hard to remember. Um, so we are here, we want to really talk about the sport of rodeo and women's place in it and how it's changed in the history of the sport um, and where it's going. And we've got, it's, it's an interesting time to be a woman in the sport of rodeo right now. So I was hoping just to get started, Jimmy, could you give us some background on what was going on when you were pursuing world titles for women in the sport? What, what were some of the issues you were facing? Well, uh, my first uh, world's championship was in the 70s. So we, um, the sport, it was growing. We'd been part of the national finals the barrel race had since uh, 1967. 
and uh, the purses were starting to grow. We were at all the major, you know, rodeos, and the purses were really starting to grow. And then it was in the 80s where, you know, we obtained equal money. In 1985 was the year that we had equal money at all of our shows. So there's been a lot of growth. It didn't just happen overnight, but there's been a lot of growth in the sport with barrel racing, and now we have the breakaway. Yeah, absolutely. And Sherry, when you were, I mean, you're st you still are rodeoing, but when you started out, what were some of the issues that women were facing as competitors in the sport? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I was lucky to come in and uh, the barrel racing was at all of the rodeos. And, you know, uh, back, you know, there was so many women before my time that got us to where we are when I started. And, you know, progressing you know into where we are now and so I, I was fortunate I you know I was a little girl watched the NFR and wanted to run down the alley at the Thomas Mack and uh, I love horses I think that's uh, the unique thing about rodeo and women is your connection with your horse and uh, you know not only in other sports you just worry about yourself and in rodeo, you have a, a partner, and that, that is your horse. And, you know, preparing yourself and your horse is, is uh, a great experience, and I highly re recommend it. <laughs> awesome. Jackie, you're at, a, you're at a watershed moment in the sport of breakaway roping for women. Uh, when you started this journey 15 years ago? We'll say that. Yeah, we'll say 15. <laughs> when you started Sounds this journey 15 years ago, did you think you would be here in 2021 having these conversations? No, no, absolutely not. Um, when I started, I just was kind of a tomboy, and I just liked seeing the girls rope, and I liked it. I loved, um, I ran barrels before that, and so when I saw, moved to Oklahoma and saw that girls actually did rope, and I was like, oh man, that looks really fun. And so I started doing that, but it wasn't, it was more like, my goal, I said this on, on somewhere yesterday, I guess, when I started, people would ask, well, what do you wanna do? And it's like, well, I guess there's not really a measurement for rope, women ropers, for say, right now. And so I always said that I wanted to, this was my goal back, back however long ago, that when people talked about the greatest women ropers in the world, I wanted to be in the conversation, and I wanted to be in the Cowgirl Hall of Fame. Those were, that was kind of like, to me, the ultimate thing that you could do, and still, still is, but there's so many more opportunities now, and so many more titles that you can collect, and so many, you know, so many goals that we get to reset every single year, and so when I started, no, none of those. It was not like, I want to I wanna win a world championship at the, you know, in Las Vegas. Like, it wasn't even there, you know? We set up the little things and run the barrels while you're watching the NFR and that was about it you know so um, definitely didn't know it was ever going to come to this. That's awesome and we, you mentioned Sherry mentioned as far as what makes women unique in professional rodeo compared to other professional women's sporting events. Jimmy can you start off and tell us about what makes women in this sport unique from other sports? Well, I think Sherry really brought out the main thing that does. It's a partnership between the, whether you're a breakaway roper or a barrel racer, it's a partnership between the women and their horses. And uh, they can't do it without each other. So, no, that makes it unique. And, of course, we're the only, we have two events now, but at one time there was only one event in professional rodeo for women. Now it's really exciting that we have two events for women in professional rodeo. So I think those things, you know, being in a atmosphere where there are, you know, all the men's events and being the only women's event, and I think that contributes to the popularity of it too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Jackie, when you watch other sports, you know, tennis, basketball, women's basketball, do you aspire to women's rodeo being treated, or women's breakaway roping being treated on that same level? Well, yeah, of course, I think you aspire to it. I mean, every other women's sport has grown so much and they, they are in their rightful place, I feel like, in so many different sports. And so watching, you know, I always tell people, breakaway roping hasn't necessarily changed. We've just kept everyone going that was at one time and we've, we're starting more young girls because now they're seeing it like they do other sports. They're seeing it put in the spotlight. They're seeing the things that you can achieve. And, and so it's, you have people coming out of the woodworks that before it was like, well, college, you're done. You know, you can go to some amateur rodeos around the house and whatnot, which were great. Don't get me wrong. They were all part of the stepping stone to be here. But, um, you know, now it's just, you have, you have those people coming back out of the woodworks. I, I said yes uh, at the Rope for the Crown over at the plaza. Lori Thone, I, I use her as an example. Lori Thone, when I went to my very first rodeo in Arkansas, I pulled up and she was the thing. Like, I mean, the thing. She was amazing. She would make the amateur rodeos in the, in the heading, and she would make it in the breakaway, and she would kick your butt in the breakaway. She is cracked back out and roping again. And it is like, oh, my gosh. And that was like, I was starstruck yeah. at my first rodeo by her. And so that was really cool to see. And we see that all the time now. And then you see, like, the little girls. I get pictures and videos of little girls that are, you know, not just, like I said, setting up cups and running barrels. They've got their ropes out, and they're on their rocking horses, and they're roping things in their house while watching, you know, watching the TV. And so it, that's, that's pretty cool. And I think it's really just growing to get to a level of the other women's sports. And, Sherry, you had said when we were talking before, a lot of people don't know that you were a breakaway roper. I don't, first or better, you were a better breakaway roper than a barrel racer? I, I did all the events and I, I actually was a better breakaway roper when I was in junior high and high school. And, um, you know, because I kind of knew that once you got out of college, there really wasn't an avenue to, to go with that professionally. I, the, my love has always been barrel racing, I will be honest. Um, it's, but so, you know, I mean, I, I headed in that direction. I actually have thought about cracking back out. I roped uh, last year for the first time in 25 years. And uh, got bucked off, but uh, I did do it. And, you know, it, it's something that I, I love. And, and, um, but I, I, I do think that it has allowed women. The, thing, the really positive thing about bell racing and breakaway is there's no age limit. You know, that's, that's what's really good. There, you, there is really no prime. Uh, um, Mary Walker and Mary Berger are, are prime examples of that. And um, so in a lady that, you know, maybe hasn't roped in um, 20, 30 years that can come back out, that's awesome. And, and I think that uh, all the platforms that are out there, the Cowboy Channel, the, the things that you can watch on your phone is giving, letting people know what is out there to compete in, and, and you know all those amateur rodeos and and um, junior rodeos, high school rodeos, and get, helping you get to this is the ultimate goal, and and I think that's it's a it's a really great time for rodeo in general. How good would it be for the breakaway roping if Sherry Servey cracked back out? I'm I'm praying for it. That'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. You know, it is pretty neat though because you have dual event people, just like you know um, Taylor Hanchi this year. She's made it in the barrels and the breakaway, and I cannot wait to see how many more girls do that. I agree. There's, I mean, going through the rodeos, there were m multiple cowgirls that entered the breakaway and the barrel racing, you know, all year long, and so uh, I mean, I, I, it's it's exciting times. Yeah. Um. There are horses that stop at their place, too. I think Sherry would have no problem finding something that could stop decently hard for the breakaway, too. So. 
Hope I hope so. <laughs> At Stephenville, Ariana won the all-around. Yeah, that's right. A girl barrel racing and breakaway rope and won the all-around at the Stephenville Pro Rodeo. It was yeah. pretty awesome. That is cool. cool. Yeah, I, I remember cool. that was cool. That was super cool. Now, Jimmy, what is the WPRA doing right now? What are some of your main initiatives with women in rodeo or with breakaway ropers in the breakaway roping uh, field? What are you working on for 2023 or 2022? Just continuing to grow the event. Uh, in 20, there were only 50 approved breakaway ropings in professional and PRCA rodeos. This year there were over 200 and they roped at the American and Reno and Pendleton and the tour finale. And so we want to continue to grow it and it doesn't show any signs of the growth slackening up because uh, we've got breakaway roping at Fort Worth, San Antonio and Houston this winter. So just you know, just trying to get it in as many rodeos. I think there's a possibility that it could be in 300 rodeos this year. We had so many last-minute approvals. People see it on the Cowboy Channel and places like that. Okay, well, we'll get a sponsor. We're going to have it at our rodeo. So they were coming in sort of last minute. So I think just continuing to grow the event. And What... I warned you that we were going to ask about this and we were going to have this conversation, but yeah. what are the issues at play for the breakaway roping entering the Thomas and Mac? Well, you know, there are a lot of logistics. I personally think, yes, it's going to be there. And, but, you know, when you add, a new, when you add a, another event to the national finals, there are a lot of logistics. There's a sponsor. There's, this doesn't sound that important, but it is. There's got to be 15 stalls and 15 more places if you go out there and see how many trailers and everything. So there are a lot of logistics and calves and where to put it in the time frame. But it's coming because of the popularity of it, and, yeah, it's going to happen. But those are things that we've got to work out, you know, for sponsors and timing and work all that, those things. Jackie, on your end, what do you think the, the breakaway ropers can do right to make it happen? You know, I think just representing our sport, number one, in the way that everybody has. I think all the girls have done a really good job of, of being professional and representing you know, the breakaway roping, and we, we get compliments from a lot of the rodeos that they love dealing with our event and that we're, you know, everybody's very grateful and, and we are grateful to be there. And so I think that, you know, spreading that and representing ourselves, gaining fans and people that love the sport and making them fall in love with it just like we are, you know, all that outside pressure is going to help when it comes to not that the committees aren't on board, but the committees that aren't yet, that's going to help with them. The more people are like, why don't we have breakaway? Why don't you have breakaway? Why don't you have breakaway? I think that's going to you know, just put that much more pressure on them. And, and the more rodeos that have breakaway, the more they're going to get pressure that's like, well, why isn't it the NFR? Why isn't, you know, and so all that outside stuff, and, and it's really just talk and chatter that's going to, to spring up, I think, just more happen. sponsors and more people wanting to make it happen. But the girls, I think, just keep going. And, and even though it's, you know, one of the things I see that I just don't want any of the girls at Breakaway Rope to get set in that mindset, it's like, well, it's not there yet, so we're not gonna go yet. Well, it takes all of us, and it's gonna take all of us blazing this trail. When they open the doors for a rodeo, we enter. You know, we, we've done a lot of silly things that maybe weren't monetarily smart, but I'm gonna be at every single place that's gonna allow us to be there as much as I can, because I'm gonna be on that ground that's, that's breaking it through the door, and it's gonna take all of us girls doing that. Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC helps keep horses' bodies in the best shape possible when competing and going down the road. 
The amino acids in the Quinity products help horses both at home and on the road. Horses recover faster and overall have healthier coat and hoof quality. Equinity products are a go-to for a solid supplement foundation for all horses at any stage of life, no matter what their job is. Equinity Horse XL is made up of 100% pure amino acids, specifically formulated to give the body what it needs in order to promote repair at the cellular level. The Equinity Ultimate OEC is a flaxseed-based omega-3 with natural vitamin E and colloidal all-in-one which makes for a very powerful antioxidant, helps neutralize free radicals, and helps to reduce inflammation. For more information, please visit www.teamequinity.com. That is www.teamequinety.com. I'll go ahead, Jimmy. No, I was just going to say, these ladies have done such a tremendous job selling their event. I mean, they're the reason that for the popularity these ladies are and the growth that the event has experienced. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're just wonderful to work with, too. I think I was thinking about the atmosphere in the press room the last two days during the breakaway roping. Mm -hmm. It was so, there was so much camaraderie and so much community around it. It just felt, everybody was rooting for each other and it was... That sounds cliche to say, but it was a lot of fun. It's a whole yeah. different group of people that, than we're used to dealing with. Yeah. And they've run some polls recently at these rodeos, you know, what their favorite event was, and the breakaway's been right up there, number two, and, and number one. Someone was telling me at one rodeo. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's cool. what it's all about, and that's how you reach your goals. Yeah, absolutely. Sherry, what do you think... Um, and I warned you, we, you knew we were going to talk a lot about breakaway roping on this panel, so I'm really sorry. I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my fault. Um, but what about break, or barrel racers? How can they be good allies to the breakaway ropers in this, in this venture? Well, most of your, not most, but I think there's a high percentage of barrel racers that have roped. So, you know, I mean, it's all about respecting each other and, and uh, you know, the... I just, I, I feel, I mean, I don't look at them any different because I know exactly how hard they're working uh, to get where they are. They've got to drive just as much as I do. They've got to take care of their horses. They have to practice. And, and so, you know, I mean, we all, as burrow racers, we know how hard each other is working. And, um, you know, and I think in just keep educating people, and, you know, talking about what, how can you grow rodeo? Well, we're doing it by putting stuff out there on social media, but you tell your fans, hey, you know, watch the Cowboy Channel, watch it, help your local little junior rodeo um, events to where these little girls can have a place to go and practice and, and get better. And, you know, little 4-H groups and just all, starting at the ground level and, and these little girls are at the junior rodeos, they're going to want to go buy a ticket to the local rodeo to go watch Jackie rope. And, you know, so I think it, it starts from the ground up and, uh, you know, I mean, that's, I would encourage people to, to do that. But I, I know Jackie works just as hard as I do. So, and I would speak for probably 99.9% of the barrel racers. We all know, you know, everybody wants the same goal. We want to win. And they want to what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that we're all, we all have the same goal. Like you said, we're women in rodeo, and we're trying to promote our sports. And we know, I mean, mad respect. I love watching the barrel races. I love watching 
what you guys do with your horses. I mean, you know, all year there's, I like to go to the fence and watch the barrels. I mean, I, I think it's super fun. And so it's not a, or I don't, like you said, I mean, there's always going to be the, the select few that are probably not for it. But for the most part, I think the girls that, that are um, at the forefront, I would say, of everything are, we know we're on each other's team, you know. And so it, it just brings more value to rodeo in general. What are the, some of the sponsorship challenges that, that, it, that we're faced with as far as getting breakaway roping at the national finals? Well, of course, you know, there's a lot to be an event, and the national finals requires, you know, a sponsor, and that sponsor has quite a bit of money that they have to invest in it. And so, but I think just what the job that these ladies have done and the popularity of the event and the growth of it, it's, it's going to be a lot, e you know, easier than we think, I think, to find a sponsor for the Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And we've done hard things here at the Thomas and Mac. We were just talking before. They're hand raking after, you know, in the barrels. That, Sherry, how much does that make? How much do you think that's making a difference this year at the finals? It's huge. I am watching as a spectator, and when somebody comes by and says, do you really think that raking's doing a good, uh, doing it, making a difference? Absolutely. I can guarantee you it is. Uh, this is huge. I don't, the people at home can't see what's happening, um, but this sets a precedence that they will hand rake after 15 girl, every girl, to where it gives maybe a rodeo committee who's like, hey, maybe we should try that, you know, and tractor drive or something. I, I mean, this, this, uh, I tell, told Jimmy, th thank you. Uh, I hope everybody that was a part of getting that done is getting the acknowledgement because in bar racing, it's huge. My, 25 years, been waiting to see that. Well, and I think it goes a lot deeper than just your time. And a lot of people don't think about that. You have your life invested into a horse. And if he hits a bad spot, you know, you're, the, it, it could be done into the game for that horse. And that's, that's just, it goes so much more deep than what most people see. It's not just about, oh, it's not fair on the ground or it's yeah. not times. It, it's, it's way more than that for those girls. I know it is because you have so much invested in and it'd just be devastating. And so just that tiny little change can just make a horse's career or break its career. Can you tell us what you were talking about, how, how they're taking care of the ground this year throughout the day? Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, they're just doing a tremendous job with the ground. And uh, Alan Reinheimer, the new general manager, has just been so concerned about it. And he really helped us to get the rake after everyone, but they're checking the moisture content and in the depth and every, they check it like five times a day and keep records of it. And after every performance, they're looking at the runs and seeing what they think of, you know, needs improving. So they're just really taking an interest in it. And it's all completely new ground this year. So when you have new ground, you know, there's a lot of concerns, but they're really doing a great job. And people don't realize how old the ground was, right? Yes. How old was it? Was as I, old as the as the '85, I would say. Not that they hadn't added sure, to it added to and it. everything, yeah. but this is completely new ground. Yeah. So it was so anyway. But no, they're doing a great job and are just really concerned with the event and making sure that it's safe. Like. You know, the ground's not, good ground's not just for the barrel race. I mean, you know, it's for the health and 
well-being of all the animals involved in rodeo. And if the footing's bad, it's not only bad for the barrel horses, it can be bad for the other livestock involved in the rodeo. Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about the horse? We talked a little bit about it at the beginning. But what, Jackie, tell me, start with you. Tell me about your connection with Kevin. He's the horse you rode. He's funny. Yeah, he's a character. I don't know if anybody's seen the Snapchats. He just sits there, and he'll just put his tongue out of his mouth, and he'll just run it around, like lick the walls. It's just like having a, I don't even, he, he's, he's something. But, no, that's a really cool little horse. Um, I actually, I bought that horse over the phone out of the Copper Springs Ranch sale, and then um, as a two-year-old, and trained him. And I actually had kind of, I don't know. I, I kind of reach this time with all my horses that I'm training. I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna sell them. And I actually offered him for sale for like pretty cheap, like ten, ten thousand. And no one would come train. <laughs> Thank goodness, because then came about the pink buckle, and he was eligible. And then came, I ended up riding him at the American, and then now he's kind of having to be my number one, and he's done a great job. And you know, Kevin, he was actually before the NFR. He's, he was. I haven't run one on him since the WPA finals, and I actually had to get off of him there. And um, he's been crippled, and I had a. MRI done on him Monday before we left because I just was at my wits end on what to ride and I said look all I need to know get this MRI done I need to know am I going to hurt him by riding him and I said if I'm if I'm not going to hurt him by riding him I'm going to take him and run those calves on him if not he's staying home we'll make it work on on whatever else and so they called me at three o'clock Monday and said you will not hurt him but when we get back we need to do some this 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 and so we put him in the trailer and he left Tuesday morning and I couldn't have asked him to work any better. We came out and won the first round with a 1-9. I mean, he could not have worked any better. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun to see Kevin. <laughs> he's, he's just because we've known his history, and he's, he's a riot. He's a character. Yeah. He's, he's named Kevin, for anybody that doesn't know, after Kevin from Home Alone, right? Yeah. Because he's so much trouble. Yeah, like where you like yell, you're like, Kevin! Like, just like, oh. Gosh, he's, yeah, he's something. Mm-hmm. Sherry, what do you have on tap for 2022 as far as horses go, and what's your plan? I have some young horses that I'm that are coming up. I actually am riding a mare that is out of Stingray, and uh, so you know I have I have high hopes for. Her. And if she doesn't win anything, she's a gift in my life, and I'm you know appreciative to have uh, colts that are out of Stingray because she was a pretty special horse in my life. And so you know, um, bar racing is all about your horse, and you got to have the horsepower and. Um, I'm, I am excited about, you know, I've got an older mare, too, that I'm competing on that is a sister to Stingray. And so um, the breeding program is, you know, pretty uh, important to me and, and carrying on my dad's legacy uh, in his breeding program. So uh, I, I am not retired. I am no, not. Not uh, retired. I, I do want to be back at the NFR, but, you know, just life happens in the last few years and, you know, got to take care of some things at home. And um, I... We'll always enjoy competing. We are glad you're not retired. The sport yes. would be, the sport would be lesser if you were retired. But we are also very glad that you are going to crack out in the breakaway in 2022 as well. Absolutely. Start that rumor yeah. right no, here. Well, I'm coming to your house because I give Corey a hard time that he has all these heel horses that I can't break away on. So I'm going to come to your house and uh, we can convert try. those pretty easy. Okay. I was going to say, who says you can't break away on them? Uh, no, nobody except that we just don't have calves or you know. <laughs> It's all about team roping or barrel racing. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know if Corey was allowed to say you couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> no, ride a school horse. No, no, no. He's all for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a cross event house because Stingray was a, obviously an awesome heel horse too. And yeah, I, I like my horses to do um, all 
different ends of the arena, and it's just another job to them, and we ranch on them, and, and uh, I beg Corey to rope on my Colts just because I think it makes them so much better. Jimmy, is there going to be any... Beryl, are you fully retired while we're fully talking about retirement? retirement? I ride every day. Yeah. And got young, you know, have some young horses in training, but sure. no, I'm not planning to crack out in no. the breakaway or the barrel racing <laughs> next year. Is there anything we could do? I mean, if, if it were good for the sport, <laughs> you've done a lot that's good for the sport over the years. No? Uh, probably not. No? Match roping? She's doing a lot for the sport on the sidelines. <laughs> Just agreeing to be the WPRA president again is huge. Right? Are you, are we allowed to ask, are you running again in 2022? Um, Never mind, you don't have to answer that. I didn't ask you if I was I've said that I would. We're all happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be, you've been the president over, what were the years that you've been the president? That's a quiz. A lot of years. Over (laughs) the A lot of years. Uh, I first went on the board in 1976 as all women's rodeo director and then served as president. for 18 years till 93, and then came back and served again in 12 and 13. And then I'm sort of like a bad penny, you know, I just sort of turned yes. up again. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the honor of serving with Jimmy on uh, a board, and, and when people ask me about that, my, my experience, it, there was a lot of positive and a lot of negatives, but the best thing that I learned is being in a room full of executive men and listening to Jimmy talk, uh, is is um, inspirational because it, she really knows how to speak and she never went in that room thinking that she was better than anybody um, but she you know had the respect of these gentlemen and so just being a woman in the sport on the outside not in the arena uh, it, it's it's big and I, I appreciate what Jimmy has done for for women in rodeo absolutely well thank, thank you, you Jimmy Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by. I'm so glad to see so many people that wanted to listen to us visit about things that are so very important to all of us here. So thank you all for coming, and thank you, Jimmy and Sherry and Jackie. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. you. Thanks for what you all did. Oh, thank you. Man, I completely love this episode. I hope everyone did as well, and I hope everyone is having a great holiday season. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget, let us know. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts at. 